Welcome to the next episode of The Art of Data Science, where we help demystify the often confusing world of data analytics and the related areas of innovation. In our last episode, we talked with living in an AI world, then and now, and the many changes we've seen over time, especially since this pandemic. Today, we'd like to talk about the possibilities of enabling health equity through data science and digital technology. I'm Bob Parr, KPMG's U.S. Advisory Chief Data Officer, and today I'm speaking with Todd Ellis and Bill Nowacki. Todd is KPMG's Mid-South Advisory Market Leader for the Customer and Operations Health and Government Sector, and Todd is also a collector of classic cars. Anxious to hear about your favorite. Um, and Bill is, is Managing Director and, and Lead of our Signals Repository team, which is, is a utility that brings market signals and machine learning together to predict things like risk, propensity, location fit, and, and other things. And interesting fact, uh, with Bill, he was actually part of a winning team in a Netflix machine learning competition where they tied for first place. So Todd and Bill, glad to have you both here and as we explore this incredibly important and very interesting topic. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, let's guys, let's jump right in and, and talk with you both about uh, data and the healthcare sector. You know, if, if from my perspective, the healthcare industry seems ripe for transformation and you know, could really benefit from data science and, and the general predictive AI uh, capabilities specifically. So, you know, Todd, can you can you talk a little bit more about that? Do you agree? You know, Bob, I, I, I absolutely agree. It's interesting, you know, the time that we live in now and some of the things that we're dealing with with regards to pandemics or natural disasters. And what we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of providers, payers, and even even the patients, you know, how do we use technology that's at our fingertips to improve the quality of care? But more importantly, how do we improve the citizens or the populations that we're serving so that we have better outcomes? So you're absolutely right. Well, you know, let, let's give the audience a bit more context um, ar- around your role. You're you're actually leading the health equity work with the help of uh, data science uh, and and our signals team at, at the Morehouse School of Medicine. Can you tell us a little bit more about that work and and what you're seeing? Yes, I, and I'm actually really excited about this first of its kind innovation and technology with the sole purpose of reaching the most vulnerable populations through the use of data uh, and technology. But if you take a couple of steps back, you know, we talk about health equity. And what's interesting is that health equity means different things to different people. Whether you're a payer, whether you're a provider, whether you're a large-scale life sciences company, it means different things. But when you really start thinking about health equity, at the core of that definition is, you know, equal and equitable access to quality health care and positive outcomes, as I mentioned before. Each one of these entities, they do have a responsibility. It's not the same, but they do have a responsibility for health equity. And at Morehouse School of Medicine, in which I've been working there since 2020, and that, that program came about through a grant through HHS Office of Minority Health. 
And the purpose of the National COVID-19 Resiliency Network was to make sure that these populations who were most negatively impacted, whether you're talking about COVID-19, whether you're talking about a natural disaster, that they have access to, to the community assets that are local to them at any given point in time. And we focused in on the most vulnerable populations, whether that's Latinx, African-Americans, Asian Pacific Islanders. And one thing that we noticed, there was not a national platform that these populations had access to, to go out and get that help. So that's what makes this platform so unique. It's at a national level, but even though it's at a national level, each individual by the use of their zip code can go out there and get the help that they need. And that's one piece of the puzzle of a very complex puzzle when we start talking about solving for health equity. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity in this space, Todd. You know, today, and as it relates to the data science and the technology Really, what have been the difference makers then with your work at the National COVID-19 Resiliency Network? That's a great question to comment on. But two things really stand out. Salesforce and KPMG Signal Repository. Let me explain that in a little bit more detail. Salesforce is providing citizens, people on the ground. I talked about the communities, the ability to find information using their mobile phones in which they can locate resources and get the help that they need. That's so critical. And you're going to hear me mention that throughout this session. And then KPMG Signals Repository is actually the sourcing information to inform them. Additionally, the repository is providing community-based organizations and the National COVID-19 Resiliency Network insights about the people impacted by COVID, answering the who, where, and why, and most importantly, what can be done about it. Bill, I know you have a lot of experience with this. Is there anything that you want to add to the conversation? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Todd. You know, um, this is uh, really uh, gratifying work, but it's really hard. You know, the problem isn't that there's a, a, a dearth of information. It's actually that there's there's too much data. There's too much information, and we have to sift through and figure out what's interesting and what's truly important. Um, you know, if you think about it, uh, if I know for a fact within a community there are three pharmacies or three clinics, well, that's kind of interesting. But if I understand that nobody in that community has a car to drive to the clinic or there's no bus lines that go from apartment blocks to the clinics. Well, that's actually important. It's a great point, Bill. Uh, you know, our clients really, I think, increasingly look to us to deliver those right types of insights. And, and can you explain a little bit more how we're actually helping sift through that massive amounts of data to find the really the right information? Absolutely. And it is a combination of the signals repository and the machine learning capability that's inherent within the platform. You know, we've been working with Todd and, and the NCRN, uh, and we've identified about 50 sources of open source data. It turns out to be about 2,000 individual signals or engineered signals 
uh, using machine learning. And, and what we've done is we've figured out that these help us identify not just the communities, but the people who are most, most at risk, the, the, the causes of the risk. And, and also, we're beginning to get insights into remedial steps that we can take or that other people in the community can take to eradicate the risk. So let's just kind of tease this apart a little bit. So using data from CDC and, and NIH, we can see COVID-led positive tests and changes in them locally. We can see hospitalizations and, and deaths. And we can see data from other government agencies like that that describes social des- demographics or, or disease or, or economics. And, and we're able to pinpoint very specifically the social determinants of health relating to COVID vulnerabilities and downstream local macroeconomic vulnerabilities resulting from same. For example, we've deduced that among other things, loss of employer-sponsored health insurance due to, let's say, a business closing um, can contribute to the acceleration of COVID, and that should make sense. You know, armed with this particular signal then, the loss of insurance due to, let's say, layoff or business closure, as well as others, we have the ability to evaluate each community and and to identify those most at risk. Now, more um, organizations like the National COVID Resiliency Network, or NCRN as we like to call it, or, or other CBOs, community-based organizations, they have the critical information at their fingertips to work with the public and private sector uh, to try to ameliorate or, or rectify this problem. So, for example, they might be able to get word to the recently unemployed that there's an assistance program available to them locally or that there's a free clinic up the street that doesn't require any insurance at all. Well, Bill, I mean, that's really great stuff and and sorely needed um but you know where do you see this going from here well i you know i i think we the the market is ready to pivot uh from kind of reactive to, to proactive so instead of you know using data science to kind of say well, hey what just happened well you know where did it happen why did it happen we can we can continuously monitor and determine how things are changing right now on the ground. We can see things just as they're starting to bubble up. And we're ready for it today. Signals sensing, we like to call it. Continuous signals monitoring, you know, automated alerting. These are all things that we're ready to do. And I think the marketplace is ready to consume. You know, the work both your teams are doing is tremendous. Um, This is really great work. And uh, I'm really excited to hear um, more about the continuous signals monitoring piece as well uh, and and how that will continue to make difference for our clients and the communities and, and keep them, uh, you know, in step with a rapidly changing environment. So, you know, Todd, Bill, thanks for joining me today and uh, expanding our knowledge on, on health equity through data science and digital technology. I want to say thanks for having us, and I look forward to the work that we're doing by using data and insights and the signals to making that positive change to these populations who need it the most. Well, for those listening in, that wraps up another episode of The Art of Data Science. We hope you join us again as we explore the rapidly changing world of data, analytics, and AI. And as always, if you have questions or topics you'd like explored in this podcast, please email them to artofdatascience at kpmg.com. Thank you.